Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of SIDcast. I'm your host, David Gibson. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and thank you guys for subscribing, rating, reviewing, and always send me an email, you know, uh, sportsinfocast at gmail.com. I really, I really enjoy hearing from you guys, and um, just tell a friend about this. If you get something out of this, or you think it's really interesting, and you got someone else that's kind of looking to go into this, or you got, you know, a friend in the industry, uh, just send them, send them a text that says that you got this podcast out there, and that it really helps you, I know. It would definitely help me and uh, definitely help a lot of other people. So today, as my tour around the uh, West, was it, WCHA? WCHA. Yeah, technically my tour around the WCHA continues. I've got Sam Baldwin of Alabama Huntsville on with me today. Sam, how are you doing? Do you like my office? Doing pretty well. I like the Christmas lights. It makes a nice touch. Yeah, that's our uh, makeshift Christmas tree. Believe it or not, yeah, we don't have uh, we don't have the money to actually buy a real Christmas tree. So, Sam, we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, You're an Ohio guy who found himself at the University of Tampa. Uh, First of all, before we get into sports information, what drew you to University of Tampa? Uh, I grew up a big Indians fan, and my father and I used to go down to uh, Winter Haven to watch the Indians spring training. And one year we were down there, and I was getting about college age, and somebody told us about Tampa, had a good business program, and it had a good sport management program, and it was about 45-minute drive, so we popped over, and it was a beautiful campus, uh, met with some of the professors, and she seemed like a really good fit, um, and my academics were pretty good, so I got a good scholarship there, and that helped out as well. So how did you find your way into sports information? Uh, sports information. I in um, in high school, I worked with the baseball team for two years, starting in eleventh grade, and I ran. Um, I did stats and uh, scoreboard and PA for the whole for the whole season for them for two seasons. And before I left for Tampa, I emailed the sports information director. I had no idea that it was a job or a thing. I just sort of reached out, and I was going into sports management, so I wanted to get continue to get experience doing sports. And so I reached out to a guy named Tom Coley, who's a great friend of mine um, at Tampa. He's still there. And pulled me in for an interview, and I seemed to fit. I liked doing the job, and ever since then, I just kept working at it. Well, I got to know, what's the difference between Ohio and Tampa? Was it kind of like a culture shock type of thing? It, it wasn't too big of a culture uh it was a lot of northern kids that were in um, that are at the school. It's like sixty forty uh, northerners versus southerners, so it was kind of not that strange. Uh, but getting used to flip flops and shorts every day was a bit of a struggle. But I, I pulled through, and uh, but no, it was it was pretty cool, and and you got to meet a lot of different people. And and Tampa was is kind of cool in this regard, in which there is tons of stuff around. Uh-huh. Uh, from the Rays to the Lightning to the Bucks, Tampa Bay Sports Commission has tons of stuff going on. So there was plenty of opportunities to uh, volunteer and stuff like that. Yeah. So after school, you or you found yourself as an intern with the Lake Erie Crushers, and then you were the merchandise uh, distributor for who was it? The Indians. The Indians. So what were those duties like? Was that really kind of something that you were looking real into, or was that just, you know, something that it came open and you thought, man, i got to try this. It's with the Indians. Because I would do the same thing if, you know, Vikings or yeah. someone like that came open. 
Uh, with the Indians, I had tried to, uh, I reached out to a lot of the front office staff and into the business staff uh, to try and shadow them when I was in high school. And I apparently got into the program late and ended up in the merchandise section. Uh, so I got I got a week's worth of work in there. And then after that, I, I sort of, I wanted to get my foot in the door. So I kept, I stayed on uh, those guys that I was working with. And eventually they offered me a job the next summer. So I worked, I worked two seasons there, and the next time it was an internship. Um, but that that just was just an opportunity to network and sort of get the feel of an organization. Um, as far as the Crushers went, that was I reached out to their entire front office as well, um, just saying I was looking for an internship. I was coming up on my uh, end of my junior year, and so I was looking to do an internship, and I wanted to do media relations. And that, and they reached out back to me pretty quickly, and it was a good fit because I had a good deal of experience from Tampa and from the JV team or from baseball back in high school. So they, it seemed like a good fit, and they allowed me to grow in that internship a lot. So after that, <clears throat> excuse me, as my voice cracks as I'm 21. After that, you got uh, the grad assistantship at Akron. How was that experience? Being primary contact for you know, a couple different sports and some that people aren't really used to. Uh, I saw in your bio it was Rifle. Yeah, Rifle was a bit, uh, played a small part in one of my sports. Uh, I, that, that, I was drawn to that job because at the time I was very, and still am, a big baseball fan, and I wanted to be a Division One baseball SID and also get a graduate degree. And that, had, that job had came open at the time, and a friend of mine, named uh, Dana Leroy, uh, who works at NACTA now. She had, uh, she worked there and was my connection to there, and um, it drew me to that uh, to that job. Um, and also, at the time, and a little bit now, the Zip's um, social media presence was, was a bit different than everything else that was out there. Right. And they let me sort of grow and experiment in that position with... Uh, handling multiple accounts and learned a little bit about rifle along the way uh yeah prone well, position how is it what is rifle explain uh it's uh if, i want to say there's about 30 or so i might be wrong programs in the nation um but it's it's basically a bunch of kids who you've seen it in the olympics um, right yeah it's that's a rifle um and they they go up to a I went out to the range every so often, and they're set up in certain rows of shooting lanes, and they're either kneeling or standing or in the prone position. And every other week, our coach was explaining the stuff to me. Hope, luckily, he helped me with the recaps, <laughs> so I was completely in the dark. But uh, he was his name is Newt Angle, and he was a he would explain the sport to me as far as I could. As far as I needed it to, so that was a big help for sure. And then uh, swimming and diving was another sport, uh, which was pretty cool um, that I got to do there. Which I wasn't really didn't really think about that I'd be excited about it when I took the job. But I ended up. Uh, it was a great coaching staff I was working with. Uh, it was a lot to do a lot of different things on social media that people weren't doing, and I pretty much learned that from scratch. I hadn't hadn't a clue. I probably still know about fifty percent of it, but. Right. <laughs> how did you? Uh, 
Did you look at many grad assistantships, or did, did Akron kind of stick out to you? I think I applied for five or six. Uh-huh. Um, all around, uh, UTEP's the only one that I really remember. But once once I sort of started talking to Akron and was uh, getting into interviews with them, I knew that it was going to be a good fit. Did you feel like your experiences with the Crushers and the Indians really contributed to getting those positions? Yeah, for sure. I think that it just showing that you've been at a place that uh, you've learned whatever they've got going on, and you've obviously, and that was what I've what I've been trying to do. What I was trying to do was to each step of the way to get more responsibility. So each 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 position sort of showed that I was taking on more different tasks, and uh, I think that for sure helped when uh, when coming to the Akron job. So the Alabama Huntsville position came open. What did you take into account when thinking about applying for that, and uh, how did that whole process go? Spare no detail. Yeah, this one was a this was another uh, just connection that I had uh, built. Uh, the SID here is named Taylor Flat. He's a great guy and uh, does a lot of great work um, at UAH. And I knew about that from um, from when he was at Tampa. And he was the assistant SID there at the time when I had just started. Then um, we'd remained friends ever since, uh, leading up to when he had that position available. And he contacted me and asked if I was interested and. I threw my hat in the ring, and everything worked out. Two and a half years later, I'm still a Charger, so it's all working out pretty well. Perfect. So, all right, we got to get into it. Uh, Ice hockey at UAH. First of all, tell everybody how big a part of that is for you, because it's kind of a a historic program I looked at. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. This is, we're over 30 years of playing college hockey down here, and there was a club team before that. Um, it's the most, uh, it's the southeast most hockey team now. Arizona State is now a little bit more south of us out west. Um, but hockey's a, you wouldn't, you don't think Alabama, uh, but Huntsville's a little bit different um, with having so many different transplants, northern transplants from NASA to um, the arsenal base that's on the, right. that's in Huntsville. Uh, so there's there's a lot of northern transplants here, and hockey's really found it's it's a really strong footing in this area between UAH and the local minor league team. Um, so it it was a very cool program to take uh, to start sort of promoting. So what's the demand like in Huntsville or in Alabama in general? And what, how did you adjust to that demand once you got the job? Um, it's, uh, it, the, the job is, it was a little bit more involved. Just trying, it's, um, there's, a, there's plenty more interviews and things like that to the coach, for sure. It was a, uh, it's a step up from how many, from how many interviews and uh, you get from uh, while we were in, while I was at Akron. Right. So, but any time we get those kind of things, it's it's a good problem. <laughs> it's a good thing that's coming in. Right. Uh, so it wasn't. I, I took. I undertook it as a. It's an exciting opportunity. Uh, so it wasn't ever really a, a burden or anything. Uh, between our hockey team and the basketball team, which gets 
the men's basketball team, which gets tons of exposure. Uh, we have a pretty good um, footing in the media around here. Good. So what's what's it like trying to be an SID of a school that's actually in two divisions, if that makes sense? You know, hockey would be Division yeah. One, and then the rest of your sports would be Division Two. What's what's the differences there? It's uh, it's a little bit. You try to keep everybody on a even playing field. Um, try to give everybody equal exposure as best you can. Um, there's certainly more things I'm able to do uh, at hockey. Um, just for example, like I'm able to with our software that we use when we broadcast. I'm able to clip in instant highlights. And so those go out over social media almost, I would say, 30 seconds after a goal if I'm on my game. But <clears throat> but sometimes I mess up. <laughs> uh, but but uh, it's really just trying to pay attention, uh, continuing to keep, keep track of all the sports equally. Um, and, and hockey is one of the... Well, ones you have to pay t- a little bit more attention to because it is one of the money you're trying to make money on the sport. Because we play downtown at an arena that seats about uh, seats about 6,600, so it's we're where some places are playing in a smaller arena. We're we're trying to fill this pretty giant place. Yeah. Um, and and so it is, it is there is a bit of more promoting and marketing. In that regard, uh, there's a lot more that goes into when you put out the releases and things like that. There's probably a lot more that you have to pay attention to in regards to those. As, so you have your ducks in a row as to who's sponsoring things and such, how everything's scheduled out. Whereas with the track release, when I'm putting out their recap, is there's not as much of a to-do about it as, as it is with the hockey. So... There's another sport at Alabama Huntsville, lacrosse. So hockey and lacrosse are emerging sports, you know, across the nation. I heard, uh, I actually didn't hear about it. I actually read the whole entire press release because I'm like that. Um, NAI just opened up a, a hockey division uh, within the ACHA. That'll be governed by, yeah, that'll be, going, that'll be governed by the ACHA. So... Those are emerging sports, and, and like you and like me, because I was telling you off air that I kind of had to, you know, get adjusted to, to lacrosse stat, stat crew because I didn't really have any prior experience there. So these people, are they're going to get jobs that they've never worked with these sports before. Like you said, with rifles, swimming and diving is also a, a kind of a unique one, I would say. And then uh, lacrosse, hockey, you know all these sports are just exploding. So what would be the first couple things you would suggest uh, when someone is entering into the media relations role of a new sport? Um, for hockey, uh, you there, Sam? Include a few different things that are just different than hockey. Um, uh, I reached out to him. He gave me a few insights. Uh, my boss was the hockey SID for a season um, a few years ago, and so he had a little bit of insight. Um, so I tried to get as prepared as possible leading up to the season. And honestly, there's just stuff you got to learn. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, you'll figure it out along the way. Uh, you'll, mistakes will get made. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small, but just try to learn from them. Um, I've sort of gotten to sort of get into a groove once you try to pay attention to what you're doing, try to do a little bit better each time. And that helps. Uh, always, I try to talk to our, we have a staff, we have, I try to develop a staff crew that I have um, that works our hockey games. And I've learned a lot about just the statistics of what's going on with power plays, penalty kills, uh, goalie minutes, things like that. Just trying to try to get absorb as much information as you can. Uh, that, that was essentially what we had to do for the cross uh, as well. We had no experience for that. Uh, none of us did. Uh, we had to, we set aside an entire block of a night to try and learn just what's going on. I've never seen a lacrosse game. Neither did my boss. And neither did the guy we had that was going to volunteer and do staff. So we're just like, the coaches were telling us what happened. Watch the women's game. I'm like, okay, got that. Figure that out. It'll be really slow. We'll figure it out, though. Right. Men's game popped on. Completely different. It's not the same. And um, and we're looking at each other like, we're not going to be able to do this. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, we got this. We're going to figure this out. I'm calling in our student tomorrow. We're going to figure this out. We popped on ESPN3. I think it was like Syracuse and Duke or something. I'm like, all right, this we're going to pretend like this is a real game. We'll figure this out. If we're at least 80% close, that's pretty good because they probably got some ridiculous stat crew on Duke that's doing it. And so we start doing it. And by glory, we figured it out. And we're almost spot on to the stats. So I'm like, okay, we could do this. And then it came game day and everything went off without a hitch. And everything sort of just fell into place. I was, our stat inputter guy is pretty good. Hockey's got a ton more stuff that's going on inputting-wise. So he had no issue picking up, just pressing in what was happening in lacrosse. But I think the key part of what happened that week was taking the time to sit down with my student and both of us just taking two hours to just learn the sport. That was that was probably one of the key things that helped us out was to just sit there and be like, okay, we're going to learn this sport right now. And by Saturday or whenever we played, he was calling out the stuff better than I was. So it wasn't even necessary at that point. Do you enjoy lacrosse now? I do. It's, uh, once I figured out what they're doing, uh, that helped a lot. Yeah. And, yeah, it's pretty fun. Watched them. The, our women's team did uh, incredibly well this past season. They, like, they led the nation in scoring. And the men's team, I just started to realize why it was a fun game to watch. And it is pretty cool. Yeah. That's grown into probably one of my favorite sports. If I, if I had to rank it, it'd be football, basketball, UFC, lacrosse. That's how that would go. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely... I, I made my parents go to a game once, and they just loved it. Yeah, they they thought it has a potential to be very violent. It's just, it's just great. <laughs> it's great yeah, sport. we had some really great crowds that would come out this past year. So hopefully that continues to grow. Hopefully. So um, we're gonna kind of get into phase three of our interview. A couple fun questions, like I said. First of all, uh, World Series. 
Give me two words, three words, how you felt about the World Series. That was rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I don't know if I've processed that one yet. <laughs> Be up three to one like that. Right. I think that was that's the best you can hope for in a series like that. We yeah. took the best team in, in the regular season to seven games and into the tenth inning, so... Yeah. That was a heartbreaker, but that's as far that's about as far as you can get without getting it. <laughs> Are you a Cavs fan at all? Yes, uh, all yeah. the Cleveland teams. So they had LeBron to hold our hats on. Exactly. It was kind of ironic, like the Cavs were down three one and they came back and won. Yeah. And then the Cubs were down three one and came back and won. Like I just that's that's a coincidence, like really? <laughs> Yeah. Same team. That, that wasn't fun. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to the questions here. We won't uh, rest on that for much longer. What's your horror story so far? It can what's be with that? that. What's your horror story? Like what's what's horror just story. yeah? What's been bad? Uh, let's see. Are uh, the worst thing that happened was. There was an ice storm that took over Huntsville, Alabama uh, a couple years ago uh, in, in February. And we decided to play the hockey game. While the hockey game was going on, the entire nation or entire city of Huntsville was taken over by ice. So we, I get to wrapping up the game, and I'm walking downstairs, taking, going to, I don't know what I was doing, and I pass by an EMT, and I go, how bad is it? And he goes, really bad. And I go, how's really bad? I mean, like, really bad? And he goes, our EMTs can't get out because they're with uh, chains on their tires. And I'm like, oh, that's good. So we go, so I'm going out, and me and my boss are about to leave, and we walk out, and it's just ice. We could have played hockey outside. And it just took, it took, I was fine. I'm from, I was able to drive in a bit of that, but right. uh, my boss and every other, everybody else that was on the road that night did not really know how to drive in that. And it was just a stressful evening, just knowing that when I had to go outside, that that was looming with me and I told all my students to stay home so I was like I'm not I don't know yeah. and uh, so it was just me my stand and putter and luckily he brought his wife to do the shot chart and I think I think we pulled a band person to run the camera that night for the broadcast so that it was it was just a stressful night and then I on top of it had to drive in crazy ice right yeah I was in Fort Wayne for a while, and whenever it would snow, my friends from West Michigan would just step up, and they would be the ones to drive everywhere. It's nice when you got someone who can navigate through something like that, because yeah, that, that could get... That could sure, get yeah, I, just, I, I knew a flat way to get home and just took 15 miles an hour. Yeah. All the way so, you... If you weren't an SID, what would you what would your career be? For me, I would be this is gonna sound weird. I'd be a full time author if I was ever good at writing ever in my life. But that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. What would be something that you would do? Um 
really thought about what I'd do in real life. Um, I'd probably try to stay in the communications realm, social media realm. Yeah. Um, I'd probably try and stick into that. Trying to do, would like to do something as interesting as sports, something that is as as fast paced an environment. Um, yeah, or or something in baseball, working yeah. in getting out of working in the communications side of baseball, probably with less uh, statistics issues, more in the uh, ER side of it, I guess. That sounds like sounds like it'd be heaven, actually. So uh, next, when you see other SIDs in your conference or even in the country, and you look at them, you say that's a good SID. What characteristics do they have? Uh, they're good communicators uh, up front with everything that's happening, uh, very succinct. Um, gets you the information in a time-worthy manner. Uh, always very cordial or friendly. Um, always uh, on the road, I usually see how they treat their employees. Um, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not as good. Um, just sort of the little things, just sort of being a regular nice person and just getting you correct info and timely info. I'm pretty not going to complain about anybody too much as long as all those things have worked together. Sounds good. How about one thing you're interested in to learn more about in your profession? I would like to learn a little bit more about graphic design. Um, just to be more knowledgeable about what sort of things look are appealing to the eye, what what kind of things are not. I'm not as artistic as most. Um, I try my best, as we all do. Um, but I think I would like to have a little bit more knowledge about both on the technical technical side of being able to use Photoshop and Illustrator and right. InDesign in different ways. Um, and then to also just to have that artistic, just know those some small artistic things that we don't all think about. How about one piece of advice you give to a student looking to go into this profession? Uh, just put yourself out there would be my biggest piece of advice. Um, never going to know what you're good at if you don't try it. Uh, so I've, all of my positions, I've just sort of put myself out there and hope for the best. Uh, worst case scenario, somebody doesn't respond to your email or somebody says no. We don't need any help. That's fine. It's, that's okay. Just tell them, keep me on file or I'm available and move on to the next job. There's no harm in trying to see, trying to get jobs. Yeah, plenty of people have not responded to my email to get on this podcast. So, you know, it all, it all works out. I have pretty great guests, I like to think, uh, so far. You know, I've, got, I've record, recorded five times. I'm working on a couple more. So I think, yeah, I'd rather have these people like you who wanted to be on this and help out uh, way more than the people that don't respond. So with that being said, uh, what would you like to see accomplished out of this podcast? 
I know you said you listened to a little bit of the first episode, haven't quite gotten to the rest of them. Um, but yeah, what would be one thing you'd like to see accomplished? Um, just hope uh, maybe somebody out there can relate their uh, what their is either happening professionally for them if they're if they're trying to learn about this. Uh, if there's anything in my career that can uh, that they can relate to and maybe use it in their or use it and try to expand upon their career. Um, hopefully that helps them. So how do you balance work and life? How do you get through all the craziness of, you know, random ice storms? Uh, we'll, uh, it, it helps to have, I have a good partner in crime and, uh, Taylor, who's my boss. We work together really well. Uh, and then there's just sort of times where you have to disconnect from work and you have to just say, all right, I got to can't think about work right now it's because something's in your head all day all night you lose your mind so there's just times where you do have to disconnect and not be at work in your head and that helps getting time off as well uh took uh, two two pretty solid vacations in the summer so getting that time away from work certainly helps as well and but this new the new uh fair labor laws will be yeah I'll be different. So, how about next time someone finds themselves in Huntsville? Because I, I love Alabama. I haven't been too many times, unfortunately. What is your restaurant recommendation in Huntsville, Alabama? Restaurant recommendation. Ooh, tough one. How about okay? Let me let me tell you this. I went to Birmingham, and I was uh, at Saw's Jupe Joint. You ever been down there? I've not. It's like the best wings I've ever had in my entire life. It really is. And I, that's what I... My cousins live in Mississippi, and every time we talk about going down there, I always want to shoot over to Birmingham, even though it's, you know, four hours away. I still... that's it. It's worth a four-hour drive to me. So... If you're going fancy around Huntsville, probably Cotton Row downtown... And then if you're going for lunch or breakfast, go to Blue Plate, Blue Plate Cafe. Okay. That's the, those are my recommendations. Perfect. I got to take a vacation to Alabama. Got to do it. All right. So we're winding it down, Sam. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way they could do that? Just for, like, comments or advice or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can email me. Uh, at samuel.baldwin at uah.edu uh, you can find me on uahchargers.com and has my work phone and my, and my email address uh, anything you want to talk to me about I'm all ears alright that's going to be it it wasn't too bad was it no this was fun Good, good, good. I get to see uh, like you said the men's basketball team I was showing you my credential a little bit ago, I get to see them on Saturday when they're here in Evansville. Cool. Yeah, so I'm excited to see that. All right. So, guys, uh, thank you all for listening. I'll go through my, you know, usual follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook stint. Using backslash sports info cast, you can also subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And as always, you can email me 
anytime, sportsinfocast at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, that'd be great. Uh, if you got any comments or you just like to tell me that you listen or you want to tell me that you hate it, you know, you do that. So, love to hear from everybody and I love the emails I've already gotten so far. And like I said before, go ahead and tell a friend. You know, if you get something out of this and what I hope you, hope you do, I really hope you do, uh, or you just enjoy it, just tell a friend and uh, that'll grow our listenership and see if they can get something out of it. So. Thank you all for listening. This was episode four of SIDcast with Samuel Baldwin of Alabama Huntsville. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a great day.